The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. You know, some days I wake up and I feel like a kid in the candy shop. Um, I feel so blessed to be able to reach out to so many people all over the world, literally all over the world, and invite them on as guests on my show. Today, however... My guest, Ann Fancy, happens to be uh, real close to my own backyard. A, f- a few years ago, my daughter started taking yoga at a local studio, and she kept telling me, Mom, you got to meet this woman, Ann Fancy. Mom, you got to meet this woman, Ann Fancy. You two are like uh, peas in a pod. You'll totally click. So I went, I took one of my first yoga classes, and sure enough, as soon as I walked in the room, and Fancy dropped the F-bomb, and I knew I was home. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh, right? Yeah. Right? And, I, and I remember you saying something along the lines of, okay, I like to swear I dropped the F-bomb. If that doesn't work for you, there's another class after this. Yeah. And I thought that was amazing. So welcome to Soulful Living, Anne. Thank you so much for having me. I think that's so funny what people remember about you in the beginning, you know, that uh-huh. first impression. I, that's the one I made. Well, <laughs> I love it. You know, I love it. For me, as you know, that is one of my very favorite words. I have to be very careful on my show here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of my favorite words. And I tell people that often it is the most expressional word in the English language. Yeah. And I think that, um, I like have an inherent trust for people who are willing to use that word. It's like, I already know that they're cutting through the BS and they're just, you know, showing up as themselves. So it's like, it's like, as soon as somebody throws an F-bomb in, I'm like, oh, you are my people. I mean, yeah, yeah. as long as you're not using it in anger, just the, you know, the, the excitable, the, the, the passion filled F-bomb. Right. So. Okay. So let's cut through the BS. I mean, we yeah. had some great conversations offline and I, the other day I remember saying, okay, we got to keep this for on. We have to talk about this on the show. Um, yeah. but one of the things that really drew me to you, um, yoga at citizens is about alignment. And I feel like you take it to that next level because you take it to the level of really showing up for yourself, but aligning with your soul and who you are. So it's not just about what's happening on the mat. It's what's happening off the mat that can elevate your life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that yoga for me, I mean, I had major body image issues and, um, but I, I was raised in the church and I inherently was drawn to spirituality, but Um, It didn't fit in the organized religion way for me. It just wasn't a fit. And um, when I finally fell into yoga, I was like, here's a place that I can be safely in my body and also get this, this spiritual vibe that I so needed. And it started there with like learning how to manage my own discomfort, which took really, I mean, I'm still working on that, but decades to really unravel that for myself. But ultimately yoga as much as it was about the body and I can do pretty poses and I was naturally strong and flexible. Like, I think that is all the BS. Um, I think what yoga really does is teaches us to step into that 
discomfort more wholeheartedly and more fully and really trust that we can navigate that. And then once we're able to navigate that discomfort, we're then able to figure out like, who the heck are we? Like, who am I? What do I care about? What do I align with? So it starts with physical alignment and showing up in that mindfulness and that ability to observe yourself and witness yourself, which is like step one of any spiritual practice. And then you step into that deeper alignment of like, how is my life feeling like, where do I feel this edge in my life off the mat? And that's where we start to really need to explore. So I feel like that's a passion and that you bring to everything that you do in your life. And that, you know, along the way for you, yoga has been a healing experience and that it inspires that sense of healing for everyone that comes to your classes. Yeah, it definitely um, was the thing that allowed me to heal so much of what was keeping me really stuck and really numbed out and um, unable to live as awake fully as I feel, felt called to. And I think yoga is such a gift. It's such a doorway um, for people who wouldn't necessarily end up in other spiritual practices. It's become so mainstream that it was such a great way for people to kind of step in um, to a different different perspective on life and managing their stress differently and their life differently. So it really started there for me and just helping people do what I felt like it did for me. Well, and I love that you speak openly about it. Okay. So not just in your classes, I mean, listeners, Anne has a podcast. And uh, when you visit the page here on Soulful Living, you'll see all of her links there. But I mean, you talk so openly about all of the experiences in your life and not just how yoga has healed them, but you really cut through the BS. One of your mottos on your page, I absolutely loved it said, be unapologetically you. And that's who you are. That's how you show up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's so much hiding in the world and, um, and that people we've been just so conditioned to, uh, keep the truth, um, hidden and to pretend that we've got our life together and our shit together and our, our, sorry, we allowed to swear our, our stuff together. And, we're supposed to pretend like everything's just so, and that then we feel alone and isolated and like nobody can really see us. And authenticity and vulnerability are really at the heart of my value system that we have to be willing to show up as our imperfect selves in the world without apology so that we can be seen and we can have meaningful connections because everything else is just fluff. And I'm, I, I've never been one who can small talk, but I feel like in that space, if I'm willing to show up and tell the truth of myself, my life, my struggles, and not pretend that I'm like some holier than thou um, enlightened yogi, because it's all just more noise, but that like I'm in this work. And if I'm in this work and I'm showing you that I'm in the work, then maybe you're willing to also show up and step into it too. Well, it's funny, you know, because I, I tell people, gosh, if my show... Um, if my show helps one person and sometimes that one person is just me, then I feel like I've, I've done my work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The reality is though, we are connected to everything in life, right? Mm -hmm. We are connected to everything. So as you begin to heal yourself, heal your wounds, or you step Mm -hmm. into your own, your own sense of empowerment, it Uh can't help, but have that tidal wave effect or that ripple effect and help those around you. So like I've seen how full your classes are, Yeah. Um, you know, you, your message and 
your vibration really resonates with a lot of people because you don't have that bullshit. And yes, you can say yeah. shit. We have oh, to watch our F-bombs, but okay. uh, we can <laughs> say <God>. shit. <laughs> I was all like, oh no, then I can't, I can't show up as myself if I can't throw a few swear words in. Yeah, I think it's about permission, right? Like if somebody who's who's really standing up in their truth, like we give it's permission. It's other people that inspire us to be like, listen, she's telling the truth and people still show up to her class. Right. Like that's that kind of like, I I just think it's that we're being asked in our lives all the time to have like more meaningful, honest connections with other. We, we crave it. And in the world of social media, which has its beauty, um, we also miss those like intimate, vulnerable moments. And I always kind of joke in class, you know, I'll make you work hard. And part of the beauty of yoga is this collective struggle that somebody's moaning in the back corner of the room because they're in pain and everybody else is like, Oh, thank God. I'm not the only one whose arms feel like they're going to fall off. But it's, it's that collective struggle in a physical way. And then hopefully the message I try to deliver over and over again is that we're all really in that collective struggle of life and unfolding. And I don't mean like life is hard and bleh, but life is hard sometimes. And also it's joyful and loving and expansive. And it's the whole gamut. This like everything is bliss stuff, I think, um, can really, really deter people because life is bliss and also it's hard and it's like that. And also, and I want people to know that like they're, they have the tools and the ability to move through this as Glennon Doyle Melton calls it this brutal life and, and that they, that they have the strength and the courage. And I'm hopeful that in those hour classes that I can simply remind people of the same thing I'm trying to remind myself on a daily basis, right? I mean, every yoga teacher I know that at least speaks their truth into the room, it's basically therapy for ourselves. And I don't mean like boundaryless. You don't know everything about me. I have, I tell you everything. It's not like that, but it's that we're all working through this. And if I can work through it with you, I feel like it's a gift. I mean, I literally teach yoga to feed my soul. Well, and I love what you just said, two things, feed your soul, of course, but that I work through it with you. Um, A few years ago, my daughter and I um, got media passes to see Oprah uh, Mm -hmm. here. And one of the things that she said when she first came out was, I can talk to anybody. And I'm like, ooh, Oprah, could you change that to, I can talk with anyone? Because that's what we need. We need to know that we're not alone. And that there is support out there in any way. And one other thing that I want to say is I tell people all the time, you know, the intro on my show said Terry Williams, the bliss lady, but I am the piss lady too. So you have to watch (laughs) out. Right. Right. I mean, right. We're human. We have all of this shit that goes on inside of us 24 seven and, and learning these tools and to be able to, you know, engage with life fully and be okay with the ups and the downs. That's one of the beautiful parts about it. I like that word, brutal. That was amazing. Yeah. And I think that's really it. It's like learning that your job here is to evolve and grow through this human experience, right? Like I always love that you are a soul having a human experience, but, but, but then with that, we still want the easy button, the fast pass to not have to move through the challenging pieces of it. And it doesn't work that way. And so like the permission to understand that the human experience is all of these things, the super high highs, the lows, and all of the messy and sometimes boring in-betweens. And we're meant to do it 
together. It's, I, I love what you said about Oprah. I think that's so true. Like, let's not talk to each other or at each other, but with each other in this collective experience so that we can grow with one another too. Yeah. And have conversations on how we can shift the experience. You know, mm-hmm. um, what you said there about, you know, we want this quick fix. I don't know about you, but when I've tried, tried to mm-hmm. step into the quick fix, it bites me in the ass later. It yeah. comes back to me because guess what? It's not complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't I you can't fast forward through it. Rosie, my daughter's got this book. It's um we're going on a bear hunt. And like the whole book is about you can't go over it, you can't go under it, you have to go through it. And mm-hmm. oh, it's one of those things that I like both hate the truth in that and then also love the beauty in it. Like they're just I'm so sorry, there is no other way. Like you have to eventually go through. You can keep trying to take detours around it and you know how many times have you gotten stuck in traffic and you think, "Oh, if I just go this way, it's going to be so much faster. And then inevitably it takes three times as long as if you would have just kind of gone right through the middle of it. Um, and I, I think that's life. And I just, I just feel like so many of us need to be reminded that we're not, that we're not alone and that, that you're, that we need you to show up as yourself in the world because you can shine most brightly when you're in that truth. And I was raised by a mother who was absolutely a truth teller and, maybe not in the same way that I am, but there was like no, there was no apology. She would just share her stories and her truth. And I really learned from her to not feel ashamed about my truth at, at, you know, and I mean, I don't say that I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I'm never feel ashamed of how I feel or what I'm thinking, but in general, I've always felt like I just have to do my best to own all the parts of me and inspire hopefully others to do the same because there's no other real way to live an honest, authentic, meaningful life. You can't do it from perfectionism and bullshit. No, you absolutely can't. And I was thinking about what you said kind of in the intro, you know, when we first started chatting about, you know, having different body images and how you mm-hmm. came to yoga, not necessarily liking yourself. And, yeah. um, you know, we get to this place in our lives where we can look in the mirror and say, you know what, I'm not so bad. You know, I, yeah. I'm okay. I'm, I like, I, I know I made it this far. And that what I saw in the mirror was just a bunch of uh, spoon-fed BS yes. from society, and yep. and now I have this different path. Whether it's yoga, whatever type of, you know, spirituality you connect with, energy work, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but you have this new thing that shows you your light, and that yeah, you do have to go through it. You have to go through it. Yeah, and, and I just there. Absolutely. I felt like for so long and for so many of us, at least in my experience, I just poured so much energy in into body and how I thought the world was going to perceive me and my worth attached to it, that it for me, it just became such an energy suck and such a, a way to... Um, ignore what I needed, what I was feeling called to do and move and and create. And it it, it was just a big, big block for me of energy. And, And I needed to move through that. And I also, I'm grateful because so many women struggle with that, but I just want to keep illuminating for people, like whatever that thing is, it happened to be body image obsession and weight obsession and dieting for me at certain points in my life. But we've all got these things that we're allowing ourselves to pour our energy into. And ultimately all it is, is dampening our spirit and keeping us disconnected. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really true. It keeps us totally disconnected because we forget that, you know, we really forget that, like I was saying earlier, we're connected to everything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're connected to everything and it all is, is offering us meaning and an opportunity for growth and, and, and a harder look at ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So uh, listeners, again, I just want to remind you, I am chatting with Anne Fancy. Tony and I, my producer, have both uh, proclaimed that we absolutely love that name. It's wonderful. And um, you can find all of Anne's information here on the Soulful Living page at Empower Radio. Uh, So Anne stepped out recently into the arena of podcasting. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell us about that, Anne. Tell us about your guests. Tell us about, you know, kind of what prompted you to want to share your message and have those conversations in that way? Well, um, that's, a, I mean, gosh, a million things. For so long, I felt feeling like that tap on my shoulder, like find a different way to keep communicating. I think that, you know, yoga only draws a certain group of people to it. There's a lot of um, people who believe that it's not right for them for various reasons, their body size, their age, their flexibility. But there's still so many people that are working to, to grow and want to step up and step into discomfort. And I keep, I love calling it leveling up. You know, there's so many people that connect to that. And through some of my other businesses, I, I started finding myself on different, uh, in different arenas with women who wouldn't have come to the yoga mat that were finding what I had to say powerful and uplifting. And I thought, I just need to find more ways to continue these conversations. I also think storytelling is so powerful that we can see and hear and feel ourselves and other people's stories and feel less alone and see how other people kind of made it. You know, there's so much discontent. So many people come to yoga or spirituality or, um, again, all of the ways they numb to try to fix that discontent. And I really think the discontent comes for this yearning um, for a deeper dive in. And so I wanted to talk to other fascinating people um, about what it took for them to kind of uncover what's allowed them to feel like they're leading a more purposeful and meaningful life because there's no recipe, there's no magic formula, there's no one way. And I just thought more voices in this conversation would be powerful. And again, just an opportunity for me to keep honing what I'm doing and finding um, more ways to speak to people and, and be part of this dialogue. Well, you and I talked the other day, too, about how wonderful it is to be able to share people's messages that you have found inspiring. I mean, yeah, for me, that's a big part of of why I feel like that kid in the candy shop, because I taste all of these little nuggets of wisdom and I really get to share them and and carry on these conversations. And I love that you really want to carry that on off the mat because it is so much deeper. And like my daughter, I've told you before, my daughter, Molly, you're one of the handful of people that she absolutely loves to go to classes to. And she'll always say, I wish I could just have more. And I think it's really wonderful that you are providing the space for mm-hmm. that more to happen yeah. you know, that, that your nuggets of wisdom, your guests nuggets of wisdom, um, something that you said in there about storytelling. Um, yeah. I think that's really important too. And I think it's important for people to recreate their stories. Yeah. They've been fed that BS for so long that mm-hmm. now it's the time to, to tell a new story. Yeah. And just that like, 
shit happens, you know, and that some of the most magical, for lack of a better word, and strong and impressive people I know have really uh, seemingly tragic stories and deep wounds. And then they have these beautiful, you know, Phoenix rising stories too, that like, just because of your circumstances and your story doesn't mean you have to be stuck. Right. And that if we can look back, if you can look back with somebody else at their own life and, and look at those moments, if you isolate those moments, they seem like they could have been the end of a good story. Right. And that you could get really stuck and wallowing in those tragedies, those challenges, those emotional upheavals. But there's always the opportunity to use them to expand, to break open, to find a new meaning, new purpose, new ways of contributing and giving back. And that your story doesn't, right? You can always write a new chapter. I love that analogy. And I think sometimes it's just helpful. I know it's been helpful for me to hear other people's stories of redemption or hard work or struggle and all of it, all of the messiness that still has led them to feeling um, more content in their life. And I don't mean happy again. I don't think, I think happy is fleeting. A joy comes and it goes, but this feeling of like within them that they're, they're on a path that feels like of growth and that feels like they're they're here on purpose in some small, meaningful ways or some very big, large ways. I think both are totally valid. Yeah, absolutely. So if somebody had to, if somebody asked you Uh kind of like what the story of your life is, um, like if you had a a title for the chapter that you're in Mm. right now, not necessarily the title of your book, but yeah. if you had a, ch- if you had a title for the chapter you're in right now, what would you, what would you call it? Mm. That's a really good, that is a good question, Terry. I think something around expansion, you know, that like we do all this work and we, and we on ourselves, those of us in the spiritual world and we, you know, it, it can be really um, isolating and uh, internal and we can get really stuck in like obsessing and all of those things. And I'm a way big overthinker. I love information and research and all of that, but I'm really working on personally, just continuing to expand, um, myself personally, spiritually, the way of thinking, my um, ability to continue to stay loving and inclusive and non-judgmental and compassionate and just expanding energetically. So this would be the expansion chapter. I think there's lots of really interesting in-betweens up until now. Um, but I'm really just trying to uh, bust through my own walls and my own my own challenges. My that own- is a great title. That is okay, a great good. title for everything that's going on in your life, yeah. right? Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, yeah, as you were saying that, I'm yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. That is perfect <laughs> for what's going on in your life right now. That's amazing. It's awesome. That's so good. I'm glad. That was the first thing that came to me. I just try to trust that. Yeah. 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 And I know I kind of caught you off guard there by asking you yeah. that. So because I thought you were leading me to my past story and I'm like, oh, well, that's a long one. And we have a couple of minutes left. We'll meet again one day on the on, on air here and we'll talk yeah. about past stories. And um, then we can talk about what we see as our future stories, too, which yeah. would be totally awesome. That would be um, awesome. Yeah, it would be. Okay, so I have one other question before we uh, get down to the wire here. We've got about three minutes left. Um, We've talked about this, you know, your sole purpose and, you know, your extended vision. Uh, What do you think your sole purpose is here? Um, I, I think that, um, I've been called to, you know, to continue to step into being a voice of like truth and love and, and pushing up against people's paradigms and dogmas about around 
who they are, who they think they are, who the world's telling them to be, and really helping people um, in any small way get out of their own way and own their truth. And I know that sounds kind of cliche, but I just think that we're called here to, to do the work and to step into our own personal evolution. And sometimes there's so much fluff and noise, even around that, even in the world of spirituality, that I just want to keep trying to show up and um, ask other people to show up in their truth. And let's just keep stepping into that so that so that more and more of us can live as close and as deeply to our own authenticity and our own deep, meaningful alignment with your own soul self. I love that. And I, I love that you, you say people just being authentic to who they are. And you and I had this conversation that um, your sole purpose doesn't have to be grandiose. Yeah. It just is. And for some people, it's maybe just being here. Maybe it's just being, you know, being alive, making a difference in one person's life, just yep. being you, for goodness sakes, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, and I love that you talk about evolving and expansion and all of those wonderful things. Okay, Anne, so we're down to the wire here. Okay. Um, listeners, yeah, <laughs> listeners. But first, I just want to remind the listeners one more time. Yeah. Anne Fancy, come on, you can't, you cannot forget <laughs> that name, right? Anne Fancy. Yeah. Fancy.com. Tony and I both agree how much we absolutely love that. Uh, visit her page. All of her links will be up there. Her show podcast is, is right up there as well. So, Anne, yes. if you could leave the listeners with <laughs> one thought to take out into the day to elevate their soul and empower mm. themselves, what would that be? I mean, what no that pressure like? or anything. Um, no I just pressure. think the reminder, I just think the reminder that you are worthy of living a meaningful life determined by you. Mm-hmm. Well, that definitely gave me a thumbs up and chills as our friend Lori Lipton would say. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, awesome. Thank you. Thank you thank so you much. So much. Here. So fun. Yes. I love you. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.